dear friends, and welcome to the It Is Well podcast. I am your host, Danny Hardy, and I am honored to be back here with you and thankful that you are tuning in for a listen. I pray that no matter where you are or what you are facing, that we can exhale collectively and find the space to say, It Is Well. If you are a fan of this podcast and you believe in its content, I ask that you take the time to write a review, leave a rating, and share it with a friend. I believe in what God is doing through this platform and so deeply appreciate your support. Well, friends, it's been a minute and I have missed you guys. However, I am incredibly thankful for the time that I have had the past few months focusing less on producing something and more focused on being with the producer of all things. By my very nature, I am a striver, a seeker, a performer, um, a doer, but everything inside of me has been utterly desperate to halt it all for the chance to be present at the feet of Jesus. I've spent the last four months on a journey towards healing, wholeness, and purpose like never before. I've been digging into the well that God is and the wellness that he has for me. It has been messy and treacherous and beautiful and eloquent. Um, Just this great juxtaposition that I'm growing ever more grateful for. And it's not over. I know that God is bringing me through something in order to bring me to something. More of Him. The more of Him that He desires for me. And that's a journey that I will never stop seizing. So thank you for your patience in the waiting and anticipating as God has been brewing content in me and is preparing to pour out of me. And today, y'all, it's really special. Today, I'm going to introduce you to my hunk of a husband, my leading man, my favorite worship pastor, Dusty Hardy. He is my guest on the podcast today as we take time to chat about worshiping well. And y'all, we've been talking about this episode for quite a while, but considering the current condition of our world with COVID-19, it felt even more timely. Worship, right now, in the face of uncertainty, it might seem more difficult, which makes it even more necessary. This is the time for us to lean in even more to what God has for us, to ask Him questions, wondering what it is that He might be doing in us and asking Him to do a new thing in us. And y'all, COVID-19 might be scary. I know it's been scary for me at different points, and I'm having to lay my anxiety before the Lord because He's so able and capable of handling them. So maybe it is scary for you. Be sure that you're talking to someone about that. Be sure that you're reaching out and connecting with people who love you and people whom you love. Checking in on our neighbors, being sure to be the church during this season, to be active in our in our communities, in our neighborhoods, um, going for a walk and writing a message on someone's driveway. Maybe it's calling a friend. Maybe it's running an errand for an elderly person and picking up their groceries. Just different ways that we can be the church in this time. There's so much value in it. And I want us to remember that the king of the universe, the author and the perfecter of our faith, he has this and we are in his hands. So worship is a way that we can lean into him, that we can grow in him during this time and become on the other side of this what he intends for us to be. And there are many different ways for us to worship, not just during this COVID season, but during our entire lives. 
Worshiping the Lord through music is the very thing that brought Dusty and I together almost 18 years ago, and it's the very thing that continually tethers us to one another now. So I'm so excited to have him on the podcast today. Worship really is the center of our relationship. It's the core of our family, and it's the real beat of our hearts. We are all created to worship God, and some of us are uniquely gifted to lead others in worship of the one true King. And my husband is one of those uniquely gifted people, and I'm honored to welcome him onto the podcast today. Hey, Dusty. It's so good to have you on the podcast today. How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Danny. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Um, Of course. It's it's been a... it's been something we've talked about for a long time. Yeah. And uh, I'm nervous, to be honest with you. I'm not nervous about most things, but I was nervous to be on the podcast. But thank you so much. Um, You're uh, welcome. I'm excited. You know, it's really cool to to be a part of this. I'm normally on the other side of uh, producing uh, of right. this. Uh, you have an awesome studio, by the way. I'm so <laughs> thankful to be able to uh, actually be in-house with you. Awesome. Uh, but really, I am really thankful to be in-house with you, that we've been able cool. to spend uh, time with each other. And our little girl over the past uh, couple of weeks. Um, I don't know what I would do if I if I couldn't do that. So I'm very thankful, yeah. even through this social distancing, that we still are be able to be are able to be socially uh, close. Yeah, for sure, it's a privilege, um, and I'm excited to have you on here. And y'all, you're just gonna love him. Um, those of you who don't know him yet, and for real, like, how could I not have fallen in love with this man? Um, <laughs> I want you to imagine, okay, like. This tall, dark, and handsome guy who now he has some salt and pepper, and it's so fine. I just love it. (laughs) Uh, But I digress. Anyway, so for real, imagine, y'all, this super cute guy, 21 years old, big brown puppy dog eyes, playing guitar and singing at church camp at the beach. I mean... (laughs) How could I not have fallen in love? I mean, really. Um, He was dreamy. (laughs) He still is. Um, But for real, I still remember the moment that I first fell for Dusty. It happened on like the fourth or fifth night of this church camp, which I know sounds silly, but it was awesome. Um, And he'd been leading worship and he was flirting with me through a few winks and a grin from the stage, which (laughs) he probably shouldn't have done looking back, but... Oh, well. Um, But a group of us went out after the gathering that night to the pier to just go hang out. And we ended up circling up to pray while we were out there. And I ended up next to Dusty and he held my hand as we prayed. And as I heard his heart talking to my Jesus, I knew that he was the man I wanted pointing me to the Lord for the rest of my life. He was so handsome. And y'all, I mean, like he smelled good. Uh, really good. <laughs> I'm making him blush over here. It's super fun. Y'all can't see this, but it's great. Um, but it was his love for the Lord and his devotion to worship that just completely and totally melted my heart. And that same feeling just pulls me in every single time that he prays over our family, that he prays over me, that he reads me something he's learning about in scripture, every time he sings a song to me, and every single Sunday as he leads our church in worship. Because it's the God in him that connected me to him and the unifying act of worship that is what keeps us running alongside each other on this race, on this pursuit of Jesus. And so it really is worship that connects our hearts. Um, Worship's a binding agent. It binds us to our creator 
it binds our creator to us and it binds us to one another. Worship is a powerful tool and it's a tool through which we are changed and then we become an agent of change. And I feel like Dusty is the the perfect person to have this conversation with today. So Dusty, just talk to us a little bit about what worship is and how worship changes us. Yeah, Danny, thank you. Uh, Thank you for those kind words. Wow. Um, (laughs) I've always felt like God has given you um, uh, such a, I don't know, such an encouraging perspective um, of who I am. Um, and I'm, I'm just thankful for, for the, the life that we have and the love that we share because of him. You're um, welcome. Really, I was just trying to earn brownie points today. Well, you, did, <laughs> you, did, you did good. Thank you again just for having me and for us to be able to talk about, about worship. And uh, again, it is something uh, that God has used from the beginning of us meeting one another to tie yeah. us together. Yeah. Uh, worship to me, uh, it's so hard to wrap it up. Danny knows how my mind works. So she said, don't put this in as, as a definition. But, um, you know, it's, it's really to me is, is giving glory. In adoration to our God mm-hmm. um, for who he is, for all he's done and is yeah. continuing to do. Uh, it's a posture of awe and wonder. Um, mm-hmm. That's that, great. That's just uh, is something that, that's, that I pray is never lost um, mm-hmm. in any of us. Yeah. That's great. What it changes in us is everything, if we humble ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, our will, our perspective. It gets us out of our own head and allows the spirit of God that lives in us, if we know Jesus, to lead us to the lives he has given us. To not just exist, but to live, which is huge. Mm-hmm. John fifteen five. I love John 15, the vine yeah. and the branches. Yeah. Been seasons in my life where I was just led to this so many times. Jesus says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And I've talked with a lot of friends and a lot of people over the years that, you know, Jesus doesn't say, apart from me, you can do this. Apart from me, you can do a little bit of that. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Right. And so if we stay in him, we're bearing the fruit. We're living the life that he's given us to live. Absolutely. I love how you said that worship changes everything. It absolutely does. And it makes me think about one of my favorite people in the Bible, David. I relate to him on so many levels, it seems, and um, I'm continually drawn to the Psalms. And one of my favorite Psalms of David is Psalm 40, where in verse three, he says, you put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. And that's what worship is. It's an act of singing a new song. It's an act of praying a new prayer. It's learning something new about God. It's expressing a new creativity in the Lord. It's about doing a new thing. God is always doing a new thing. And worship is the way that we get to partner with the new thing that God is doing. It's so very powerful. Yeah. Wow. That's good. So what are some different kinds of worship? And what's your favorite one, your favorite act of worship? Yeah, there are so many different ways to worship. Prayer, uh, to be in constant communication with the lover of our souls. Mm -hmm. Man, if we've ever needed that. Yeah. Aligning our will with his perfect will, something he revealed to me years ago. Um, that's such a big part of my prayer life. Uh, to know that obviously what his will is is ultimately what's gonna happen, then aligning my will obviously with with that. Yeah. Philippians four six says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Mm-hmm. Next, being in the word. 
It's alive. It's a living, breathing word of God. Amen. Uh, you know, we have physical copies. We have digital copies now through the Bible app, which is so good. Yeah. So many different ways to be able to read and study, dig in. Um, so doing that as well, fasting, letting go of something you're depending on to be more dependent on God. Yeah, that's great. Um, again, so many distractions, uh, but being able to lay down some of those things for a specific amount of time, whatever you feel like God's calling you to do in those situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, music, man, uh, such a such a dear thing to us and, and to me and you. Uh, so many wonderful written spirit-led songs to the heart of God uh, through this generation. Yeah. Uh, I feel like God is just... It's like I hear one and I go, oh, that's my favorite. And then I hear another one and, oh, man, that's my favorite. Right. And right. it's just it's just so rich and, and what God's doing, uh, stirring uh, in the church. Um, and it's just beautiful. Yeah. Um, so I think I know. I don't think I have to ask, but I will ask for the <laughs> listeners. Uh, which one, which act of worship is your favorite? Yeah, uh, singing. Mm-hmm. Singing and leading others um, uh, to be able to uh, sing and really just completely let go. Um, and that kind of goes into my second second part of that is leaning in. Um, you know, I feel like when we really can just let our guard down and really enjoy the moments in the presence of God, when it's so evident and the willingness to be totally surrendered Mm -hmm. in everything, Mm -hmm. you know, I struggle with pride. I think, you know, that. (laughs) um, you know, all the junk that I think I have a hold on all the things I try to do in my own strength, the great things that I'm not thankful for in my life. When I can lay all that down at the feet of Jesus and be more like him, then I'm changed. That'd definitely be my favorite act of worship. Yeah, wow. Just the the ability to be obedient and that that obedience is what, what draws you into worship and for you draws you into music. And we love music around our house. Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, anybody who knows us well, who's been in our home, who knows our daughter, you know that we are real sing-songy people. Um, it's sort of like a Disney movie around here all the time. We are always singing a song. We communicate in songs. We hear someone say something, and we start singing a song that it made us think of. (laughs) I did that a minute ago when you were reading that uh, from Psalm 40. So sometimes we can corner ourselves into believing that worship is just about music because that's a common expression of worship, right? But really, anything can be an act of worship. When our hearts are postured to give love and affection and adoration and accolade and attention to Jesus, then it's an act of worship. That's right. And when it positions us to listen to God and hear from God and be transformed by God, it's worship. Mm, So good, Danny. Oh, man. He is so good. Okay. This could be fun. Um, (laughs) What is your first memory of, or maybe your favorite memory of transformation that was happening? to you from God in worship, like a time when God really changed you through an act of worship. Yeah, for sure. That's good. Um, so just a little backstory, you know, I can never just, just answer the question. Right. Uh, so <laughs> never, right. you can never just answer the question. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I came to know Christ at 15. Um, I felt called to ministry at 19, played in a few youth bands late my teenage years and, and really, um, lived a lot of that time in, in condemnation. I'll tell you why. So, so Romans eight one. I didn't really know this this uh, this verse at that time, but there's no condemnation for those found in Christ Jesus. Yeah. But I lived in condemnation because I was trying to do it all in my own strength. Mm-hmm. So in April of 2007, I was at a weekend men's retreat, and a good friend of mine was leading worship that weekend, and he called me out in front of all of these men. Mm-hmm. A little backstory: I haven't played. I hadn't played guitar or sang 
in a couple of years at that time. Mm-hmm. I was not in a good spiritual spot. Knew that I needed to be there that weekend. Obviously, God knew that, but it was honestly, I was. I, it was just terrific. I mean, He called me out, but but I look at that now, and I look at what God was doing, and then through those moments of that weekend, mm-hmm. and He really called me up. God was calling yeah. me up. Yeah, it's so good. And so I went up there and I grabbed the guitar and um, I did not have a lot to memory at that time. And the only song that I could think of was Open the Eyes of My Heart. Mm-hmm. An oldie but goodie. <laughs> but man, I really felt like that was what God was doing through that. And that was when Jesus really became Lord of my life. Amen. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, that's really where I feel like the birth of our ministry started. Yeah. Uh, 13 years ago. And we really haven't looked back since. And, mm-hmm. and God is done such a work and continues to do such a work in our lives. But that would definitely be um, my favorite memory of, uh, of times that I've actually been able to, uh, to worship and to really surrender to God. That's awesome. I love how an act of obedience that emphasized to you the act of worship and then through your life was that moment of transformation that was founded upon an act of obedience, which took a lot of courage in front of all of those men. So sometimes worship happens through obedience, through an act of something else, and then we give our worship to the Lord. And that moment didn't just change you, it changed our marriage. And that moment changed what would become our family. And our family now is centered upon the man you became in those moments, and that's absolutely wonderful. My favorite moment of transformation that I want to share um, occurred when we were together at a worship leaders conference with one of our dear friends that we now work with. I remember being in worship at Passion City Church and for the first time ever really feeling such a distinct presence of the Holy Spirit. I had a relationship with Jesus. I was serving the Lord through ministry. Um, I was walking with him every day, but I had never been in an environment in which the Holy Spirit was so present that I was just drenched in it. And it was incredible. It was my favorite moment because I was so stricken with his presence that I couldn't even sing. I was there as a worship leader and I couldn't even sing. All I could do was sob just in complete and total awe and wonder of him. It was so cool. And quick story, um, before answering the call to write and speak and podcast for the Lord, I was a worship pastor. (laughs) I got to lead worship alongside my smoking hot husband here um, every single (laughs) Sunday for a lot of years. I mean, how many years was that? About eight years or so. Yeah, eight or nine years that we were leading worship every single week, week in and week out, and that time together. But I stopped leading worship back in 2015 due to a vocal injury where vocal polyps formed on my vocal cords and it caused a lot of pain and a lot of difficulty every time that I sang. And I remember when I first got the news, which I sort of knew was coming because of the pain and the difficulty that I was experiencing, but it still struck me. That news struck me so deeply because I really thought I was... Like, Lord, if I can't sing anymore, how will I worship you? How will I lead your people? If I can't sing, if I can't lift my praise to you, what am I going to do? How am I going to worship you? And I prayed for healing then, and I still believe that it will come in his timing because I still have these vocal polyps. They're still there, and they still 
um, make it very difficult to sing and painful to sing and even painful to preach or talk for long periods of time. And so I believe that that healing is coming in his time. But I had to get into a place in my relationship with the Lord where my thoughts and my prayers were no longer, God, what are you doing? But Lord, even if I never sing again, I will never stop praising you. I had to get to a place where I could say, Lord, even if I never speak again, my soul will find a way to worship you. And that's what worship is, y'all. That's what it does to us. It connects us to God in such a way that we can't imagine being without it. Because being void of worship creates this relational distance between us and the God that we love so dearly. As Louis Giglio, one of my favorite pastors, says, worship is us giving God his breath back. Mm -hmm. So So beautiful. It's his breath in our lungs, and we're giving it back with a proclamation of adoration before the Lord. Absolutely captivating. Yes. So, Dusty, to help wrap us up today, will you give us some practical tips, some practical advice of what worship could look like in our everyday lives? How can we worship every single day? day. Yes, for sure. So I'm going to go back to those four points that I made earlier, prayer, the word, fasting, and music. Mm-hmm. Prayer. Um, for me, an easy thing uh, is, is, is really having the attitude of gratitude in, in every day and, and allowing God through that time that I'm spending with him to get above the circumstances and trusting him for who he is as he builds my faith. Yeah. And I want to interject there to say that These are not just things that Dusty's saying. Like anybody who's on our staff who really has a chance to know Dusty's heart pretty deeply, they're always amazed at the fact that Dusty can find a silver lining to just about anything in life. Um, And that keeps me going a lot of days. And so that attitude of gratitude that he has is real. It's a real practice for him. He's not just saying something that sounds kind of cliche. Like it's, it's legitimate for him. Um, and it's changed who he is and it's changed our marriage. I'm super grateful for that. So sorry to interrupt. Keep going. (laughs) No, that's great. That's great. And, and again, that hasn't something that that's not something that's always been at the forefront of my mind. It is something that God has cultivated in me. So I can't take any credit. Uh, I just give the glory to him for that. Uh, the next, the word, um, I would, I would encourage you to find a place and a time to open it up, spend time with God. Mm -hmm. God will change us through this time. Yeah. We see it evident in our life. Um, next, fasting. Letting go of something. Food. Maybe your phone. Mm. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Social media. Yeah. Man, maybe uh, maybe alcohol. You choose. I mean, you you know what you could let go of. That maybe you have a little bit too much reliance or a little bit too much dependent upon uh, or something that you feel like maybe has a little bit too much of a grip on you. Yeah. To be able to let go of some of those things yeah, and, and just good. to really have reliance on God through that amount of time. And again, allow him to reveal that to you um, as far as time period and things like that. Um, music, man, again, something that speaks so much to us. I tell you what, you know, uh, I really I enjoy, obviously, great lyrics um, that are so uh, rich in, in who God is and, and what he's doing. But also enjoy uh, instrumental music, yeah. and there's some beautiful instrumental albums that are just a great time just to just to be able to meditate and be with God. Mm-hmm. Um, but music, find some artists that you love, songs that really speak to you, and make a playlist or search for playlists. Man, there's playlists everywhere. There's so much free stuff out there, and keep looking for fresh music too because there's so many great things 
you know, somebody, I think it's one of those things is obviously what, what I get to do, you know, someone will say, Hey, have you heard this song? And if I hadn't heard it yet, I kind of like, I've, it's got a little FOMO, I guess. Um, <laughs> but, but to be able to go out there and actually find new things as well and introduce other people to those things as they're speaking to your life, to be able to speak into other people's lives as well. God can use all of these things, uh, obviously for us to be able to worship him, but also for other people to be able to worship him as well. Yeah, that's so good. And they're so practical. I want to speak just a second to the idea of finding a place and a time every day to be in the word of God. Yes, We cannot emphasize that enough. Um, it's such a part of our day that our daughter knows exactly where to find us in the house. Every morning that she wakes up, she knows that we're going to be in the living room, that I'm going to be sitting in the blue recliner, that her day is going to be on the couch and we're both going to have the word open and we're going to be praying and reading and she'll climb up in one of our laps and finish out that time with us. And it's so, it's so special. And we hope to model that for her so that her life begins to emulate that practice and she begins to grow in a relationship with the Lord and begin to become more like him. And so it's important not just for our relationship with the Lord, but for the relationship of those who are coming up behind us. So as we model worship, those around us begin to pick up on it and begin to worship the one that we're worshiping. And so it's such a beautiful thing because worship is an opportunity, right? It's this opportunity for us to seize. It's a chance for us to commune with the God who created us, the God who loves us beyond measure. So why would we not? (laughs) Why would we not? Dusty, I'm so thankful that you spent this time with me on the podcast and that you've shared your heart of worship with us. It's absolutely beautiful. And I already knew that, but I'm so thankful that now the listeners get to know that part of you too. So thank you so much for being here and for being honest and open with us today. Absolutely. Thank you, Danny. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, This podcast is something that's so dear to my heart as well. I'm so thankful to be on the front row with you as God builds this ministry. Mm. I believe in what you do. I believe in what God is doing in and through you. Thank you. Thank you for choosing me. Continue to choose me every day. Mm -hmm. I love you, and I love this life that we share. Amen. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening in today. Will you be sure to subscribe to the website at dannyhardy.com? There you can get exclusive content like small group questions for each podcast episode, weekly encouragement, and you can be the first to hear our latest original song that we recently wrote with a friend. We're hoping to get it recorded soon and get it out for you guys because we believe in its message for this specific season of time. As always, I'll continue writing on the blog and scheduling speaking engagements through the website as those arise. So be sure to follow me too on Instagram at dannyhardy1 so that you can stay up to date on this ministry and the ways that God is moving through this new season. On the next episode of the It Is Well podcast, I'll be hosting one of my new friends in ministry who is a ball of energy and so full of wisdom. You do not want to miss my interview with her. So make plans to join me again as we continue to dive into the well that God is for us and the wellness that God has for us. I'm so honored to be on this journey and can't wait to chat with you again. I'll talk to you soon. If you are encouraged by today's podcast and believe it will be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate it and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. And thanks for listening.